Greeties. Anchor here. On his own, solo for week 16 here in the Crow's Nest. You may be noticing a elevated increase in audio quality, and that's because I am now the proud owner of a Yeti microphone. This podcast thing is now legit. Uh, we're in the midst of a snowstorm. Every plan that we had was canceled, uh, but I'd be goddamned if I wasn't going to have a few beers on my own. And now it's 10 o'clock at night, and I'm recording a podcast that almost no one other than Lil Ricky will probably listen to several pints deep. And you know what? I'm not sure I'd want to do it any other way. Okay, alright, here we go. So, uh, there's really not a way you can do banter with yourself, how we'd normally start the show off. So, in lieu of that, I am going to jump right through the prop sheet this week. I do have to commend Lil Ricky. He he goes out of his way each week to put this together. And I can tell, you know, this is something that would be easy to mail in, but I can definitely tell that he spends many a uh, McDougal hour putting a lot of thought into these, uh, and I always get a good tickle going through them. So, first question: Will Tom Brady throw an interception against the Cardinals? I think these are just two bad teams that are playing each other. Um, this one's a coin flip. You know, I I know nothing about the defense on the Cardinals to even suggest that there have been a lot. I couldn't name a single player on their defense. Um, But if there's any, any kind of color I can add to this is that there's somehow by the grace of God, the Buccaneers are in a playoff spot and you can't pick a more, uh, a more, likely hero here than Tom Brady to somehow pull a win out of his ass. And I think to do that, he's going to have to keep uh, as many possessions as possible. Pick number two, Will Tua. Oh, geez, I don't actually know how to say his last name. Hayes always gets to say it. Will Tua Tagavaloa throw an interception against the Packers? I think they're playing in Green Bay, let me just double check that. Uh, if they are, that's two pretty damn cold games. Uh, let's see. Oh no, at Miami. Okay, so <laughs> that's good for the uh, candy ass dolphin uniforms. So they will have the home field advantage. The Packers look really bad, but almost like you know Tom Brady, Christmas Kringle Tom somehow pulling wins out of his ass. I I don't think you can count Aaron Rodgers out, uh, and that Christian Watson is looking deadly. So uh, not that that you know, has any bearing on what Tua does, but uh, I figured that's the only thing I know about these teams, so I might as well sprinkle that in. And now we're looking for the Dolphins-Packers outright winner, question number three. Wish I saved that commentary for this question. Uh, yeah, I think I'll, I'll think I'll just kind of pick up my talk track there. What do you do if you are a 36 year old ayahuasca using scraggly man who the world has counted you out? 
but go to the sunny state of Florida and pull a win right out of your ass. I uh, I am a Dolphins fan as of you know several weeks now, so it pains me to say, but the obvious hammer here is Dolphins. But I just I mean this late in the year, it feels like anything's possible. All right, pick number four, Romeo Dobbs. Are we saying Dobbs? Because it looks like Dubs, but I don't think it's Dubs. Romeo Dubs, Romeo Dobbs, does he record a touchdown? So this is the, you know, and this is just me from what I can pick up with fantasy football. There was a glimmer of hope when Alan Lazard went out one week for this guy here. He seemed like he was going to be the likely candidate. Um, but now it's all about Christian Watson. So maybe, maybe the coverage will get picked up by, uh, Mr. Watson here and, and, and Romeo be wide open. I don't know. This is a tough one. Does Romeo Dobbs record a touchdown? That's question number four. Okay. I think this is actually the third time we've had this question. We've had the clip art. If you're following along at betpirate.ca for a while, anyways, We've got Tyreek Hill going against Jalen Waddle for the most fantasy points on the day. I think this is standard fantasy scoring, so one point for 10 yards gained, six points for a touchdown scored. None of that point per reception stuff that seems like it just you know dramatically changes the outcome of things. We got Tyreek Hill versus Jalen Waddle. I'd be interested to know. I know that Waddle had it the first time. And I want to say Tyreek had it the second time. So this is a bit of a rubber match here uh, to see who the more powerful or who the more fantasy point-oriented receiver is going to be against the Packers in Week 16 here. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, question number five. Question number six. Will there be a defensive or special teams touchdown in any of the Sunday games? A scoop and score. I've never heard. I've heard pick six, but scoop and score is great. Um, will there be a scoop and score? I believe there's only three games on Sunday, and uh, it would kind of go against my theory that these old wily vets, you know, are gonna do any any sort of scrambly plays that might lead to that. But you never know. Question number seven: Rams versus Broncos outright winner. If you could hop into a time machine back to week zero and take a look at these two logos, you've got the defending Super Bowl champions in the Los Angeles Rams, and you've got a very exciting roster uh, with newly appointed Russell Wilson on the Broncos. This should be a fun game. Uh, But, you know, fast forward week 16, neither of these teams are at all exciting um i actually i believe i saw this that it's the lowest over under in since like you know sometime 2011 or something like that uh not gonna be a oh no 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 not this game i was the uh the browns game but this here raven or rams versus broncos tough matchup i'm not even sure what russell wilson is doing i think he is gonna play but he's wearing the cue if you look at any fantasy uh any fantasy sports they out he's always got the 
uh, cue beside his name, I think, every week. So, he, you know, who knows? He might he might start. Um, their defense is actually quite good, so this could just be an absolute snoozer of a game. But someone's going to win it. Well, I mean, I guess they could tie, too. There's going to be an outcome to this game. That's question number seven, Rams versus Broncos outright. All right. On the theme of that game, we've got running back Latavius Murray, which is a key and peel name if I've ever heard one from the East First West skit. Latavius Murray recording a rushing touchdown. Does he record a rushing touchdown? That's prop number eight. And prop number nine, how many total points will be scored in that Rams-Broncos game? I am quickly, bad radio here, but I'm quickly going to just Google what that looks like. Over, under, Broncos, Rams. We see a spread here. Over, under. Should have had this ahead of time oh oh okay 36 and a half is the over under on that one um yikes we so what that's what the vegas says i'm seeing now that our line is actually 37 and a half so we we've got an extra point which is generous because i think even 36 and a half is a tough one to say over on uh, so 37 and a half will be the over under question Broncos versus Rams. Question number 10, DeAndre Hopkins. Is he going to record over 79 and a half receiving yards? The receiving yard over unders as of late have been a lot more modest. I think gone are the summary days of air raid offenses. So we've dialed those back a bit. And actually, I think, snapped a few unders on those. So DeAndre Hopkins, can he best 79.5 receiving yards? Uh, Colt McCoy, though, he's going to be the guy throwing it to him. I don't know how we feel about that. I've, you know what, you know, confession, I've never been that hot on DeAndre Hopkins. I've just never been that hot on the Cardinals in general. And, uh, I mean... Colt McCoy might as well be Kyler Murray in my eyes. Like I feel like this team's not that good in either stretch. It might as well be a great game for DeAndre Hopkins. 79.5 receiving yards. Does he go over that? Prop number 10. Okay. Prop number 11. We have a head-to-head teammates, running backs, Rashad White or Leonard Fournette on the Buccaneers. Now, I am shocked to see the the spelling of Rashad, R A C H A A D. To me, I would have never guessed that that's how you'd you'd. Pl- I could probably try six different iterations before I would come to anywhere close to that spelling. So, unless that's a horrific typo, Lil Ricky's put in here. That's amusing to me that that's how Rashad, Rachad, Rachad is be how I would pronounce that. Rachad White. Or Leonard Fournette, who's going to have more rushing yards on the day? And we've made it to question 12. It's the first mate question. This is actually Hanker's question here. Um, I have recently turned the ripe age of 30. 
which I guess if you're an NFL quarterback still means you've got quite a few years of of, uh, of of offense inside of you. If you're Tom Brady, it might mean you have more than a decade left inside of you. So I was inspired to come up with this question as we've got two sort of older gentlemen, uh, both scrambling for a playoff spot. I want to know, though, who's done for? Who is the true... Who, who's looking their age? And the way we're going to question that is Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. Who's got the lowest quarterback rating i'm not even sure how one computes a quarterback rating i can only assume it's some formula that includes receptions you know completion percentage you're probably deducted for some kind of interception or fumble but somehow some way a number comes out of it i know it's often mocked because an eyeball test can tell you one thing and then a number on paper can tell you something else. Uh, but we need a quantifiable measure here to see who looks worse. And this one seemed like it was the most comprehensive. So who does it here? Who's got the lowest quarterback rating on the day? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. That's the first mate question of the week. And that brings us to the end of our sheet here. And this is the part of the podcast where we do a land ho lock of the week. Now, this would be, you know, this segment is a lot more fun when you've got some people uh, in the room with you to to bounce this off of. Um, I'm learning in real time how much more difficult it is to record a podcast by yourself Uh, when you're not able to just sort of throw the audience over to another participant on the podcast. Uh, So I'm going to have to scroll through. I'm just saying all this stuff to stall while I think of my Lanho Lock of the Week because this is actually the first time I've looked at the whole sheet and I'm making it up as I go. Boy, oh boy, I like... God, I'm not an unders guy, no. I'm pulling out of that. I was going to take the under. I can't do that on Christmas. It's just it's just bad karma. It's bad karma in a in a position where I should be taking an over and I just don't feel good about that over under. Ooh. <laughs> I I'm going to say that our friend Leonard Fournette, who is mere games away from his alter ego of playoff Lenny, will indeed best his teammate Ratchad White on rushing yards for the day. So prop number 11, Rashad White versus Leonard Fournette. I, Hanker, am locking in as my Lanho lock of the week and potentially moving to 8-8 eight and eight on the season, a perfect 500 score, and taking Leonard Fournette. Okay. Um, yikes. I, uh, I can imagine that this is what stand-up comedy is like when nobody's laughing at your jokes. And it's really hard without any game plan to just sort of freestyle talk into a microphone. Um 
I guess I could just take solace in knowing that if you've made it to 16 minutes into this and haven't turned it off, that for some reason you're interested in what I'm saying. So I guess I guess I'll just come up with a, a segment on the fly. Um, and perhaps it's rant-based. Um, or, or maybe not rant-based, but just an observation maybe on, on life as I see it. Um, as I'm turning 30 here, and actually, I, you know what, I learned this tidbit all the way back when I was 25 and for whatever reason got away from it. I had a wonderful birthday party where uh, a ragtag crew of my closest friends and I headed up to the big city and we took the city by or we took the bull by its horns and we started at you know three o'clock in the afternoon and drank our way across town and ended up at you know three o'clock in the morning finishing things off with some pad ties I have learned I was actually the last person to go to bed which almost never happens and I owe my success to two facets that I, uh, when I say them out loud, are going to sound obvious, but it took me 30 years to realize this. Step number one to outlasting your friends while drinking and not making a fool of yourself within reason, go to bed at a reasonable hour the night before. Oftentimes, I will say that it's not actually the alcohol that is, you know, knocking me out or, or or perhaps causing some memory loss i think it's just fatigue uh usually if i'm up super late and uh, drinking i'm just going to be tired the alcohol masks the fatigue a bit um but i think that it's it's just a sleep deprivation problem that maybe helps the alcohol set in more so tip number one and i was actually able to take this uh, my own advice on this one is go to bed at a reasonable hour you don't need eons of sleep um, six, seven hours is probably sufficient, uh, but just make sure you get every second of that as you head into uh, a big day of drinking the next day. Step number two, water. And everybody knows that, you know, you got to have one beer, one water. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is have your first water alongside your first drink and Something psychological happens there. Uh, I don't really, it worked for me anyways, and I'm, I'm going to continue to do this. And I remember having this uh, proven strategy back when I was, you know, in my earlier 20s. You, you somehow understand or feel like, you know, you know when you leave home and you pat your pockets like I'm forgetting something. If you establish that, early on in your your day of drinking that you need to have a water beside you uh, alongside whatever alcohol you're drinking you later on feel empty i guess it's like a, a trick you trick your brain into thinking that oh my god it's been you know moments since i've had a sip of water and you sort of at least you know this worked for me i was able to trick myself into consuming a shitload of water um and and, and it became habitual, and I reaped the rewards of that all through the day, and even into the next day, I felt about as good as one could for, for the amount of immeasurable cocktails and, and beers that I poured into myself. So you take that one if you've made it this far in the podcast. You've earned that advice. Uh, 
because uh, I don't really have anything else to give you, I'm afraid. Okay, well, um, here's hoping the audio quality on this one was as good as we've had it. Uh, now Lil Ricky and I both have a uh, studio quality mic set up and uh, looking forward to a couple uh, final weeks here where we'll record this. But moreover, buckle your seats because the Super Bowl is upon us a few weeks away. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure how what we'll do through playoffs. I, I, I imagine we keep doing this, but... All of this all year really has been about garnering a large enough audience to capitalize on and, and have a sheet with you know a few hundred people involved for that big Super Bowl Sunday. We'll do a couple podcasts leading up to it, probably have a few special guests. Of course, this will be the sheet where halftime props are at play. So if you're not already thinking about joining in for the Super Bowl podcast, consider this your formal invitation I'm Hanker. I'm running out of things to say. It's been week 16. I've had a few craft beers, and I'm talking by myself in a room. You got your stick on the ice. It's week 16. Goodbye. <laughs>